Hey, this is Mike Bob, and I'm a guy who used to make things, and sometimes I still do. These days, I prefer making podcasts, and I have a new one called Soundtrack to My Life. On this podcast, I talk to different creative people about the music that shaped them. Sometimes the conversations are funny, and sometimes they're just kind of sweet. I love that Pina Colada song. Yeah, I do. Rihanna has had a huge impact on my songwriting. I'm diving into the ocean, finding that one fish that has the toxins, and I'm just drinking those toxins all day. Maybe they're saying, like, you should now go forth and rock. It's like a peace be with you situation. I also have a playlist called F Jams. One and two. <laughs> Just in case. We dance to a jazz version of my favorite things. Soundtrack to my life. It's available exclusive on Spotify. It's a exclusive. I'm going to try to make that word take off. It's a music plus talk show, meaning I can play songs in their entirety. So think of this as an interactive playlist with some of the coolest creative people I know. And you should know too. Soundtrack to my life. A Spotify exclusive. Hi, I'm Mike Bobbitt. I am a lot of things. I'm a comedian, I'm a podcaster, I'm a writer, an actor, and a storyteller. But most of all, I'm a dad now. Movies were an important part of my childhood, and I'm hoping they'll be an important part of my kids' childhood, too. So through this podcast, I talk to my friends about movies that were important to them when they grew up, and I also talk to my friends who are parents about their experiences introducing their own kids to movies. This is Movies for Kids. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever grow up. Sometimes I wonder if I know it's me. I know it's me. Talking to Johnny Mockney. Johnny hosts the We Are Movies podcast, and you're one of my newer buddies, and I'm so happy that we're friends now because I I find you completely fascinating, both as a person and uh, a podcaster, and also completely delightful as a friend. And uh, so this is exciting that <laughs> the nature of being guys who podcast, this is how we have conversations. Well, yeah, it is. It's, <laughs> it is. The, it's funny. Sometimes I'll have people on my podcast and they'll be like, you know, we can just talk sometimes or we can hang out. <laughs> but it sounds but I, horrible. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate what you appreciate what you said about me, because I I mean, I was a, a fan of uh, your previous podcast before truth and um so i mean when you decided to be on mine and then i was on truth that was sort of a dream come true so that was really nice was such an honor being on yours you are so thoughtful and well-versed and you communicate movies so well which interests me a lot and that's why i wanted to have you as one of the first guests on this new podcast i think there's probably less of an age difference between you and my son than there is between me and you (laughs) Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Which and, makes and it less you, weird that we talk as long as there's microphones present and I'm right. aware that they're <laughs> and I'm not like, 
hey kid uh you want to come over here and talk <laughs> movies with me <laughs> the microphone's like a third person right it's like a witness yeah. so what was your introduction to movies how did i imagine your parents played a big role in introducing you to them when you were a kid or do you have older siblings or how did your love of movies develop i'm the oldest child uh so i didn't have any older siblings my parents are um, moderately versed in movies um they neither of them i think would be considered movie buffs but i think growing up movies kind of became my primary babysitter okay um and so you know we went to blockbuster all the time and i want to say i think the first movie that i genuinely that i remember loving that i still like now at least uh and that i remember renting all the time was probably like jaws and the jaws sequels because i liked monsters and dinosaurs and sharks and uh you know boy stuff right <laughs> um, i also had a weird obsession with sinking ships so i, I became okay. like a, i became a big gilligan's island fan too um <laughs> And then we also, we had a VHS tape of Titanic and it was split across two tapes um, because it's a, you know, a 10 hour long movie. Right. And I always put in the second tape because that's when the ship started sinking. Uh, <laughs> and that's so if you ever go on a cruise life. later in life and it, the cruise ship starts to sink, you, everyone else will be panicking and you'll just be like, yes. I'll be like, guys, I studied this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, my parents, I mean, I watched, there were certain movies that my, my dad had me watch. Uh, a lot of, he likes, you know, a lot of sports movies like Rudy, I watched as a kid. Um, and then a lot of action movies that he loves like Die Hard and, uh, uh, and then general others like It's a Wonderful Life, I think is his favorite movie of all time. So he made oh, wow. me watch that at a young age. That's really cool. Yeah. And then my mom's really into like, uh, an officer and a gentleman. So I watched that <laughs> at a young age too. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All over the board. That's that's kind of weird, though, because one of my f uh, favorite movies growing up was a movie that my mom liked that definitely wasn't geared towards me, which was A Star is Born with Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Oh, the Streisand one. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> every every generation of moms has a, 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 their favorite movie is that generation's version of A Star is Born. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Where you're There's just like Richard generation. Gere and Louis Gossett Jr. Now that's that's a team. And for me, it's <laughs> the teaming well, of uh, <laughs> Chris Christopherson and um, Gary Busey. Yep. The star of the Amazon Fire Stick commercials. Gary oh, Busey. Yeah. <laughs> but he plays um, Chris Christopherson's like road manager or manager yes. in that Star is Born. Of course you've seen it. That's what's weird to me about you, <laughs> that you've seen all these movies that I grew up with. Now, did that come from those were the videotapes and DVDs your parents had? Or is that from you going on to study film now that you're an adult? Like, how do you um, have this wealth of information now? It wasn't until maybe I was 13 that I decided that I, I, I came to terms with the fact that I was obsessed with movies. Uh, and I actually decided I wanted to seek out more of what people, more of what was considered great. I had always been a movie fan and there were the movies that I loved, but then I, 
I think I, I was 13 and I was watching an interview with Quentin Tarantino as most 13 year old uh, <laughs> film obsessed people do. Uh-huh. And he said, and he said something like there's two kinds of people. There's people who love movies and people who love movies that they love. And then I was like, you know what? I think I love movies. So then I decided yeah. I wanted to see a bit of everything that everyone considered good. And a lot of that had to do with what uh, people, my parents age had considered great. Right. And some of it was great. Some of it wasn't. <laughs> now when you <laughs> say people, your parents depends. age, you mean, me <laughs> yes well yeah <laughs> oh uh, obviously there are the obvious titles that i should introduce benji to as he grows up what are some movies that you saw growing up besides jaws which of course he's going to see jaws and hopefully it affects him more like it affected you where it opens up a world of cinema as opposed to me where it shut off a world of the ocean. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What movies do you think I should introduce them to? Within the theme of Jaws, pretty much any uh, 70s and 80s Spielberg movies, I think, uh, were a huge part of my childhood. Uh, This is interesting. I don't know if this is a recommendation so much as it is uh, it's one of those, well, I did this and I turned out all right. Um, but I, uh, I loved Mel Brooks growing up. Okay. I, I think maybe the first filmmaker I was obsessed with was Mel Brooks. And I'm talking maybe five years old, I saw Spaceballs for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the interesting thing is I kind of worked backwards. I started with these <laughs> parodies, these lighthearted parodies, and then I eventually watched the movies that they were parodying. So right, I, I think on your, your giant Star Wars episode, I think you mentioned that you may have seen Spaceballs <laughs> before you saw yes. Star Wars. <laughs> yes, and I liked Star Wars like every kid, but you know, Spaceballs was like, oh, but it was goofy and it had the guy from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and it was like a <laughs> comedy. And so to me, I was like, oh, it's even better. Um, and then, you know, I watched Hang- High Anxiety before I ever watched any um, uh, Hitchcock movies. And a lot of those movies that Mel Brooks parodied, I probably, they wouldn't have been as accessible to me as a kid. I wouldn't have been able to maybe be as interested in them, but I was watching these goofy send-ups of these genres and then later became interested in those genres because I was familiar with them, but hadn't seen much from them, I guess. That might be a good strategy too. I am embarrassed to admit that I've seen High Anxiety and I have not seen a lot of Hitchcock films other than, of course, you know, Psycho and The Birds. Rear Window? Have you seen Rear Window? I may have seen Rear Window as a kid, like on television, cut up with commercials, which... (laughs) <laughs> you know, it, it's going to ruin the pacing of a movie. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Especially a movie that takes place in one place the whole time. And <laughs> yeah. Like, I have fleeting memories of Rear Window, but I don't know if it's just because it's pop culture or if I actually saw it and it just didn't stick with me very much because I was really young. So it's it's a hard one to tell. But yeah, that, that might be a good way to introduce him to things I love by showing him the Mel Brooks spoof of things. And, you know, it's also good to develop a good sense of humor, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's very important. Um, Do you think Mel Brooks is what also led you to being a comedian in addition to being a student of film? Yes. Yeah, I think so, for sure. I I was always... 
kind of obsessed with being like a, when I was really young, I, I had a desire to be like a class clown, except I wasn't as goofy as the other the, the successful class clowns. Yeah, you I seem was, way too thoughtful to be a class clown. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of class clown as let's go for the low hanging fruit. And you right. just seem way too intellectual to be <laughs> for, for, for a seventh grader or, or for a seven year old. I was uh, definitely intellectual comparatively. Right. Uh, like I see I you watching wish- Blazing Saddles but breaking down why the campfire scene is funny as opposed to <laughs> it's just, just enjoying farts. fart it's- noises. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> and that, that's yeah, Blazing Saddles also is uh, I watched that before I watched any actual westerns. Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> and so um obviously that movie is so, now that movie has so much more value to me as somebody who has seen a lot of westerns because I realize um that it's such a deconstruction of the the wholesome west of you know the early uh 20th century american westerns right. um and, and so it, that's another thing is that it introduces me to these genres and then when i got older i see those movies uh, in a much different light yeah and what's nice about a mel brooks movie is that they are very well made genre movies in addition yes. to being parodies and satires of genre movies they're just well done. That's why I think um, the parody or uh, you know or satire kind of genres aren't really they're they're nowhere near what they were in the seventies and eighties because they're not really made by people who want to be filmmakers. Like it's the joke comes first a lot of the time. Like exactly. I don't know if you've seen any of the the Friedberg Seltzer like trash like disaster movie or any of those things. It's really just. They don't, they're not interested in making a movie. They're interested in stuffing jokes into something that they visually show to you. <laughs> yeah, but and, um, it's weird because, like, Airplane, being a movie that I grew up with. Yeah, me too. Is also a joke machine. Yes. But, it, and maybe it's because Zaz didn't understand film writing or storytelling. So they just took the actual script. Of Zero Hour, right? Of Zero, yeah, I, th- I believe Zero Hour, and then they just put jokes in it. <laughs> right. So uh, maybe that's why it's such a well-made movie, but still a joke machine. But so. also, Airplane is full of great actors that aren't, like, comedians. There's, right. like, you know, to that point, Leslie Nielsen wasn't a comedic actor yet. Obviously, that movie changed yeah. his career. Like, Lloyd Bridges and Robert Stack and all of these, like, heavy hitters are in that movie. Yep, Peter Graves. <laughs> Yeah. Peter Graves, yeah, from Mission Impossible. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, the greats. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the great actor Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Star of Fletch and other films. Uh, Barbara Billingsley. Yes, yeah. Yep. Um, so, I mean, that... And so you have these actors that are so good at delivering their lines straight-faced and adding, like, a gravitas to the silly dialogue and so and so there is like a it's like they're mocking a real movie you know it's going through all the beats of a real movie uh it's got the score and the you know it's it's not overtly just it's not like a bunch of jokesters just making jokes at your face there's a bit of a there's a bit of a disguise in the middle kind of right well, Johnny, I always say that Connor Mead is, uh, minus some of the edgier stuff she does, the daughter that I would always hope to have one day. I hope Benji grows up to be a lot like you because 
I enjoy talking to you. You are a thoughtful person, both in the things that you are interested in, but also in the way that you speak to other people. And it is a real pleasure getting to be your friend. And I, I can't thank you enough for doing this podcast. Yeah, of course. Th- thank you so much. And um, I, that that means a lot to me. And uh, are you going to cry? That would be a good podcast moment if you could cry. right now. <laughs> let me let me work up some. I, there, the, the- now, if you're going to work them up, it's not it's not going to be the same if you have to work them up. <laughs> well, I know I know that uh, w- w- with a dad like you, uh, I wouldn't worry at all about Benji being not a thoughtful kid. Well, your parents did a great job, and I know that your mom will most likely listen to this, too, because she's very supportive <laughs> and listens to everything you do. So, uh, yeah. good job, Mrs. Mockney. Um, <laughs> Johnny's the best. And Dad, you're pretty good, too. Much respect, Mr. Mockney. <laughs> Much respect.